0: Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game. Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. I'm competitive with myself and that goes hand in hand with how I present myself. I'm not only trying to put one foot in front of the other but I'm trying to put my best foot forward. And that is by Katie Perry. So welcome again to The Profitable Photographer. I am super excited. I'm going on vacation tomorrow, but before then, I wanted to be sure to share my next guest, Emily Jane Lee, with you. And she has a website design business. It's called By Emily Jane, Emily with a Y. She specializes in creating custom Squarespace websites, particularly for us. If you are a wedding professional or a creative service provider, she was a photographer, so she understands our needs and how a website can actually help us stand out and make money. And that's why Emily loves helping other creatives get more dream client inquiries. And then once you get the inquiries, That's where I come in, Emily. (laughs) So welcome, 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 Miss Emily Jane Lee.
1: Thank you, Lucy. I'm super happy to be on the podcast. I've really been enjoying
0: listening as well. I'm glad. Um, I know I might have asked you that, but for people that are just starting to listen, what do you enjoy particularly about my show, my guests? Well, it's exactly what you said to
1: me before we started recording that it's conversational and the rhythm of it just feels very different from most of the other podcasts out there right now Mm -hmm. that are catered towards business owners, photographers. A lot of them have like the exact same formulaic feel and it is good if you're just there to get like quick tips, but, um, it can kind of get monotonous after a while. <laughs> so I like the kind of the unexpectedness
0: of the conversation on, on your episodes. Thank you. I've been uh, re-listening to some of the ones I've put out in the last month. And I felt like I've been talking too much. So <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're, you're cool with it. I'm going to try not to be like 90% Lucy here. Cause I am a talker. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Oh, my goodness. Good. Uh, You know, (laughs) my goal is just like to kind of empty myself out in terms of everything I can think of to support the listeners. And um, Mm. I think you're like that too. Okay. So we're going to jump into it. I always ask what someone's zone of genius is. And Emily said that website strategy and design is her. Geniusness. (laughs) Geniusness. <laughs> um, she loves to create websites that just don't look nice, but are intuitive and user friendly. So, how did you get into this? Just a little cliff notes, if you can. Mm. Well, I fell
1: into websites because of, you know, building a photography business um, around. I think 2016, I had to, obviously, like we all do, learn everything about marketing really quickly and um, everything that that involves. So, of course, that includes trying to figure out how to get myself a website. And um, I did a ton of research because I was pretty picky about how I wanted my website to look, but also that I wanted it to be as easy as possible. And I found that it wasn't easy, (laughs) Yeah, but eventually I got there and I chose Squarespace. Um, I felt like that was the best platform all in all for me. And then once I really got the hang of it, I actually started changing my website constantly just because I guess I was always learning how can I make this look a little bit more professional. Mm -hmm. And then eventually um, I started developing a lot of chronic pain, unfortunately, like I get migraines very frequently um, and my back is just not good at all anymore. And so it made it really hard to keep doing photo shoots. Mm. Um, And I never expected that. I always wanted to be a photographer. So that was like my plan and that derailed the plan. So I had to think pretty quickly, what else can I do that's even more flexible than photography? And I found... Uh, people online asking for help with their websites so I was like well I can do that I mean I know how to use Mm -hmm. (laughs) Squarespace." and um, it just evolved from there at first it was kind of like oh yeah I can give you like tech support and then um, eventually I got more and more into it where I was actually calling myself a designer and then I got really into conversion strategy so making sure that the website's actually doing what it needs to do Mm -hmm. and getting getting you more of those leads that you want. So,
0: yeah. Yes.
1: That's, I'm just, I'm just really lucky that, you know, I was able to find another path and it, it all worked out and I still get to participate in the photography world. And it, that makes me really happy.
0: Yes. I don't love the reason for needing to pivot the, the word of 2020, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, which now we're 2022. So we're, we're moving forward again, but that sometimes a course change actually brings us to our, I'll just go woo-woo here, divine right livelihood with mm. air quotes. But um, I feel like when we get in motion, like you get your boat launched in a in a river, you may think the river is going to take you this way. But for some reason, it, it scoots you over another direction, which is the place you're really meant to be, at least for the time being Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and that um, if you hadn't launched the boat into the river, then you wouldn't have been able to slide over to, you know, where right now you're being of service to others in a way that is working for you. So
1: Mm.
0: that's a semi-sad story with a, with a good (laughs) outcome. Yeah. Um, Okay. So why do you like Squarespace, Miss Emily?
1: Well, um, that's a big question. Um, okay. So I think that the, for me, the back end of like how the platform looks and functions needs to be kind of streamlined and pretty, otherwise I'm just not going to want to use it. And that goes for Uh, any (laughs) tool. Right. So that was a big thing for me. Um, Also, they have so many beautiful templates that if you are just starting out, they give you so many resources to make something beautiful, even though there's definitely a learning curve. And I feel like that is something that they're not as honest as they should be about. Like, it's not as easy as they make it sound in my experience, but they do, I mean, all things considered and compared to the other platforms, I still find it to be one of the easier ones. And that also helps my clients because they don't have to necessarily keep hiring me or someone to make updates. If they want to make updates, then I can easily show them how to do it. And then Uh, they're in control of it
0: uh, going forward. So that's another reason I like it. So in the world before this one, you know, which is like four years ago, (laughs) it was all WordPress WordPress does mm-hmm. SEO and then Squarespace and ProPhoto. Well anyway, how's the SEO with Squarespace?
1: So Squarespace has um like with WordPress you you need to get like a plugin that is really powerful but it's it is not built into the platform. Squarespace has built-in SEO tools and in my opinion that makes it easier and then The actual results that it gets seem to be the same. A lot of people will claim that WordPress gets better SEO results for your website. But I've talked to actual SEO experts and they say that that's not true. Um, It really just depends on your SEO strategy. And you might think that WordPress does better SEO because there's, again, there's a plugin built specifically for that. So people are often just thinking in traditional terms, like that's just the way to go. But that's not really true anymore. It just depends on, are you using a good strategy?
0: Right. Thank you for that. So I know that you think it's important to optimize our website for the mobile world in 2022 and in the future. First of all, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so optimize just means like, are we is our website set up to do what it's supposed to do, which is make it easy for people to inquire about our services. And the reason that I wanted to talk about it with mobile specifically is because a lot of times we build our, well, we always build our website on the desktop. And then a lot of people aren't really paying attention ever to what does that look like on the phone? Since over half of internet traffic at any given time is made up of people using their phones nowadays, we have to pay attention to it. So that's why I wanted to dive into that
0: specifically. Okay. So let's do that. Do I need to hold my nose to dive or put on my (laughs) snort, my tank or just a snorkel? (laughs) Let's snorkel in. (laughs) All right. Sounds good.
1: So we're optimizing for the actual humans. Like I said, we want that we wanted to make it easy for them to get from point A to point Z, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which which is your contact form. But also, it helps your SEO, since we were talking about that as well, because Google can also tell how mobile-friendly your website is, or at least they can They can tell a lot of that. They give you a score, and that affects like how high up you're going to rank on Google. So that's another reason why it's important. But the, really, the overall idea is just thinking about how people tend to use a website on their phone. And what we all typically do, because we're all conditioned with social media and, you know, constantly switching between apps moving pretty quickly. And we want things to, we don't want to have to think too hard about, you know, what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so those are all things that you want to consider. For example, these days, people are more likely to scroll than they are to click when they land on a website. So it's actually good to have all of the main information from your site in, a, in like a summarized format on your homepage. Okay. So if that's the only page they ever see, they can still get all the important bits of info, like who you are, what kind of photography you do, where you're located, um, you know, maybe how they can find out about pricing and helping them get in touch really easily. All there okay. on that homepage, kind of like a table of contents. And then if they want, you know, they can always click into the actual separate pages to see more in-depth information about each of those things. Like, you know, your, your background story,
0: more photographs,
1: more photos, more packages, different, different packages or services that you can do. But on the homepage, you just really want to have a summary just in case they're moving really quick.
0: So when I'm helping people design their websites, I'm not a fan of the long scrolling front Page because it makes me a little dizzy, mm. um, and so I'm always thinking about the the wow factor on a big computer. So you're kind of like blowing my mind here, right <laughs> um, and for me, a lot of people have way too much stuff, way too much to read on their websites, and the goal that I always advocate is making it so that people love what you're doing, get excited, think you're maybe nice, you're competent, and they need to contact you. Not giving all the information so they think they know everything and then they think, I'll get back to you. Mm. So I'm going to have to be thinking about what could go on the homepage because that makes so much sense. On the one hand, it supports my feeling that we don't want a really heavily loaded website for artists or too many photographs. That's why I had the quote about putting the best foot forward. The realization that, would you say half the people, at least a high percentage, see your website first on the phone or an iPad? Is that what you're saying? I would say so,
1: yes, because a lot of people are coming from finding you on social media or maybe your email list or something and they're on their phone and then they're clicking over to the website. And then they might say, "Okay, I'll look at this on the computer later to to kind of really absorb it a little bit better.
0: Okay, so can you do a scroll down that is simple in Squarespace so it's not like scroll and scroll and scroll. And here's all this stuff. And you're just like, "Ah, what do you suggest on that? Yeah.
1: So I think you're, I, I agree with you that a lot of people have like these huge paragraphs that no one's ever going to read. And that's a problem because so many people are just skimming quickly. So if you're, if all of your important information is hidden in a big paragraph, a lot of people aren't going to see it. So that's where things like headings, Um, bullet points, and buttons really help out because people can skim the page, which is what most of us are doing, and they can still get the main ideas that they need, but maybe giving a few more sentences here and there just for context if someone wants more info. I know that's kind of vague, but generally those are good things to think about. It also, the thing about how much content to have in general, I agree with you. It should be just enough to get them to that next step of reaching yeah. out. Yeah, but but I would argue that most of the photography websites that I see do not have enough information on them, mm. in my experience. So they they need a little bit more um, because you do have to think about there's so many brilliant photographers out there now, and how are you positioning yourself differently? That isn't just your beautiful work. Like, how are you speaking to your ideal client in a way that captures their attention or talking about your values in a way that's going to connect with the right person? That doesn't mean writing an essay, but at least putting it on the page, you know?
0: So, what I heard in that was information, but not like, here's how many outfits we're going to choose from, here's how you plan the day, here's exactly everything you can buy. Here's my step-by-step pricing. But what I think I heard you say, tell me if I'm on track, is things that have you stand out. That it's more about getting them excited about you and your brand and your work and your personality and the quality Mm -hmm. as opposed to a whole lot of left brain details. Am I on track yes
1: i yeah if you're thinking about your website the front-facing portion as like a pricing guide or a you know a welcome guide when someone hires you here's all the details you need to know that probably is going to be too much information too mm-hmm. too overwhelming too much too fast but they will need to know basic information like do you have what i'm looking for that right. kind of thing. Right. And, and also why should I pick you over someone else?
0: Right. Right. And just a little note on pricing. And I did mention this before, but I feel like we don't want to put pricing on our website unless either we're super cheap. And that's one of the things that's going to get someone to call us, or we're getting so many leads that we need to pre-qualify people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't want anything on a website that would keep somebody from contacting me either because like, let's say with pricing, it looks too, might look too high or it might look too low. I've gone to beautiful websites and thought, oh my gosh, this person could be easily, you know, five, 10 grand a client with their, you know, it's $300 and you get all of this listed. And so if I were looking for a photographer, I would not go to them, even though everything else looked impeccable. So we don't want to scare someone away, but sometimes we do. If Mm -hmm. our SEO is working for us and we're getting 10 inquiries a day, that's too many to call. Because that's the other thing that I think is important, at least in the business model where you're wanting to have people write you, oh, people don't write checks anymore, but give you thousands (laughs) of dollars is, um, let's see, I just lost track by trying to be funny um, or true, that the first step for me is getting on the phone with people. My sales process, I know you know that that's my superpower, is everything leading to them getting either calling me or sending me their phone number and getting on the phone. So if I was getting 40 hot leads, I can't, I would either maybe hire somebody to get on the phone. Uh, But another thing, and I did this when I did weddings is get enough information out there so that I can chase away people that it's just not worth anybody's time. So, Um. so is there any other key to, having a good mobile presence?
1: Yes. Um, another thing that people can get frustrated with if your phone, I mean, if your website isn't easy enough to use on the phone, I mean, and this goes to the, for the computer as well, but especially on the phone, is if your navigation structure is confusing or complicated. So what I mean by that is the main menu at the top of your page Having as little links as possible, little number of links as possible, making everything very simple, streamlined, and clear. So the name of each of those links in your menu needs to be very obvious. Like, what am I going to get if I click on this link? Otherwise, if someone has to think too hard about it, they probably won't click on it. So if you're if you're, if the names of your pages are kind of too too much on the creative side, which I get because we all want to be unique. <laughs> yeah. And but uh, for website strategy, that doesn't really play in your favor. We we just need to be very simple. Like this is the about page, you know, um, services, gallery, very clear titles like that, and avoiding like things like huge drop down menus. That have ten more links to choose from. Yeah, that's really making making it hard for people to use the website and find what they're looking for and quickly get to contacting
0: you. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> a round of applause. Yes, a round of applause. One of the things I'm always like, it's usually the first thing when I'm reviewing somebody's website. And by the way, listeners, if you would like a review by me of your website uh, for for the you know the the sales and marketing aspect uh feel free to get in touch and set up a 20 minute conversation okay <laughs> i get myself distracted by my own mouth um so the reason i was applauding is so often people have like 12 galleries weddings portraits mm. children maternity headshots i don't know rodeos And it's hard enough to keep people's attention on a big computer. But when Mm -hmm. someone's scrolling through on a phone, uh, yeah, that can get you pretty darn lost. So that's another reason to have not too many pictures. I'm sure you would agree with me. Only your best and two or three categories. Does that Mm -hmm. sound like a good plan?
1: Yes. And if, if you're somebody that's like, I cannot narrow it down to two to three categories yet. Like I'm still figuring out what I really want to pursue or you want to keep pursuing all of it. And that's working for you. I would try to get all of those galleries onto one single gallery page and then break it up into sections by by topic. Mm -hmm. Or you can also, um, you know, have different services pages. So one would be for maternity or, or maybe family and maternity or something like that. And on that page, you include like a scroll through, like a slideshow gallery. Oh, so it's, it's all there together and it's all categorized. And if someone's looking for that service, they're going to see that work. Um, so they're only seeing what's relevant to them instead of mm-hmm. having to sort through a bunch of galleries that they're not interested in.
0: Right, right. Um, I like that idea. Uh, carousels, that's a word I need to get mm. more familiar
1: with that's the word I was looking for
0: <laughs> yes but oh I thought you said that I said slideshow they're, okay. they're the
1: same but different
0: <laughs> are they I used to actually show my slideshows on a carousel projector so
1: <laughs> oh okay I see what you're saying yeah so I guess in tech terms it, it's a little different slideshows are typically like you see one image at a time and carousels are like it's a continuous scroll of side-by-side images oh
0: if that makes sense at least in
1: squarespace terms that's what they that's how they define it
0: (laughs) yeah so you mean like if it's the front page of a website and
1: carousel is more like a strip of images
0: yes and it moves so you can see part of the last one Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yes i don't like those for oh you don't front page oh yeah because i think it's powerful to be like boom beautiful image okay now here's the next one ah, here's the next one. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs>
1: well, also, if someone's landing on, if that's the first thing they're seeing, they're not going to sit there and stare at it. They're not going to sit there and watch the whole carousel go by. They're going right. to be like, okay, let's keep it moving. Right. So I think I think that's a good thing. Too. Yeah,
0: but I, I like your idea. I also think people can boil down. Maybe they don't know if they want to be maternity or seniors or, you know, specific. Typically, but you can have a category that's like children and then groups or singles, like children, families. I think it's pretty easy to come up with just three categories that mm-hmm. can be a little bit of a catch-all just before someone decides, let's say, to go all in on boudoir. Or mm-hmm. if you're not sure you want to go on in on pets. Having pets and their people, and then having another category. Yeah, simple.
1: Yeah, I think simple is the name
0: of the game. Okay. So, have we like squeezed the juice out of that particular topic? Is there anything else before we move on? I
1: definitely have some specific things that I think people should look out for when they're
0: reviewing. Okay. I like those specifics. Okay. One.
1: One, um, so pop-ups, if you have a pop-up on your page, you need to make sure that, which by the way, pop-ups are okay, as long as there's not like five of them or something crazy, but they actually do work if you're trying to build your email list or something like that. But on the phone, you need to make sure that people can actually exit out of that pop-up. Like, can you even see the X? Is it on the screen? Because I've had plenty of times where I come to the website, a pop-up comes up, and now I can't use the website because there's Mm -hmm. absolutely no way for me to get out of the pop-up because it's not properly fitted to the screen. Okay, Um, So that's a big one that is more common than you might think. Number two. Two. (laughs) The words on the page is everything very legible. I have seen beautifully designed websites where you cannot read it on the phone because... The words are covering an image. And also as a photographer, this is like a a two-hitter because you can't see the image that you're trying to show off. And you can't read the words because it's competing with the colors in the image. Mm -hmm. So just making sure that you're not leaving any of that. Um, Also, when it comes to the words, this is still goes into number two. Uh, Some websites that haven't been updated in a very long time. You might have to pinch and zoom to be able to read it. So that is a big problem. And you definitely would need to get on a new website platform if that's the case, because most of them these days are automatically responsive. So they automatically adjust uh-huh. to whatever the screen size is. You still have to be careful for some of these things. It's not going to fix everything, but it'll help you out a lot. Okay. Three. Three. Having not enough Clear calls to action. So for me, this typically would be a button that sticks out and is very easy to spot that tells you or tells the viewer how to get started. So for you, that might be give us a call, or it might be fill out our contact form, you know, inquire here. As long as it's clear what they should be doing and you're putting it at the somewhere near the top of every page and at the bottom of every page, then you're making it easy for them to do that as soon as they're ready, no matter where they are on the site. That way, they don't have to keep scrolling all the way back up to the top or scroll all the way back to the bottom, whatever. It's always there, ready, helping them get started.
0: Right. Um, Do you agree that having your location and your phone number and your email on every page is a smart thing to do? I do.
1: If if that's whatever your preferred methods of contact are, and have at least two different ones, just in case one of them doesn't work that day or something, um, making them clickable as well is really good on the phone because obviously they can just click that phone number and it'll pull up their, it'll just dial it right away. That is another great, um, you know, user friendly feature that you
0: can give them. So my question was actually not about the clicking, but just making sure people can find out where you are and your contact information, whether it's clickable or not clickable, making it easy for them to know, you know, where you're working because there's Mm -hmm. some great websites and you'd have to fish, 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 fish to realize, oh, they're in China. Okay. You know, that's not going to work. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that was just a little.
1: Yeah. And that's also that's also super important for the robots, which is Google. They ah. need to know where you're located and and also what your name is, what your business name is. You need to have all of those things clearly written on every page of your website if you can. Ah. So the footer is a is a great place for that. Um that way it's it's automatically
0: there on every page. But um yes. Okay. So is there a number? I'm calling that number four. So is there number five?
1: (laughs) Yes, there. I have one more for you. Your contact form itself, we want to make it really easy for them to fill out. So that could, again, you want to avoid making them have to zoom in because sometimes it's hard to click on the forms and fill it out. Even today, I see that. So just double check that it's easy to use on the phone. And then also that you're not giving them too many questions to answer. So like more than 10, if you have more than 10 fields for them to fill out on your form, you're significantly reducing the chances that they're going to fill it out. Right. You can always ask them more questions later.
0: Mm -hmm. I think even if it's not mobile, a whole lot of questions can have somebody stall in Mm -hmm. like, oh, this uh, looks like homework now. Yes, uh, rather than like
1: <laughs> I'll do it later.
0: Yeah. Who are you? What are you contacting me about? What's your phone number required? Is a little asterisk I put email. Uh what's your favorite color? you you know, if you want to do some some branding fun question or something, but uh, you know, if it's a wedding, y- you might want a little more detail, but it's all in service of getting them to get you that phone number and send that email right Mm -hmm. and not get bogged down okay Ooh, that was things i've never known or thought about emily so you oh good yeah this morning i was like this podcast it's a lot of work i do like having conversations with people and I love that we're now at 87 countries, people are listening and I know they're learning and it supports people like you getting your message out to the world. I was like, "But well, what's in it for me? You know, you have these little mm-hmm. thoughts and then it's like, I it was like, oh yeah, because I get to learn even if no one ever listened. I learned so much from the privilege of getting to sit down with somebody like you it's well, good learning more and it helps me also be a better coach because I have more expertise so thank you for reminding me clearly of like uh what is it reason number one for podcasting it's a selfish one I get to learn and I get to <laughs> meet friends too and I always like that <laughs> anyway not to get me wrong listeners I love doing my podcast and but you know some days you think, I'd just rather go to the beach. Nope. Talk to Emily. (laughs) That's more fun today. Okay. The other topic was, did we get uh, the intuitive and user-friendly? We've covered that. We've talked about the mobile screens. Is there any other? um, Oh, what do you mean by auditing your site?
1: Yes. A quick couple tips
0: for this. So you may have had your website for a while,
1: or you may be making updates to it frequently. Whatever the case may be, I just want to remind everyone to check your check your website on your phone. Make sure you look at every page anytime you make a change on the computer to that website. Just double check it because you never know. Sometimes it can throw something off on the phone. And the other thing you can do is Google actually has a way for you to check your mobile-friendly score as far as they're concerned. So you can Google mobile friendly test and you just put in your website and it tells you what your score is and what you need to fix, if anything. So mm. that's a super useful starting point.
0: We've already had a great conversation. What else you got? We have a few more minutes and I'd love to mine the gold that is Emily Lee.
1: Well, that's those are the main ideas as far as like mobile friendliness goes. Um, but there are, of course, a lot of other things that go into having a successful website. Um, so if anyone has any questions, they're free to reach out to me, you know, by email or Instagram at by Emily Jane. Um, cause I could talk about this websites in general, literally for days. So okay. I'll just leave, I'll just leave this topic at rest for now.
0: Okay. So two questions. What's the best way to get in touch with you and i know you have a gift you'd like to share
1: so um people can reach me at hello at by which is also on my website so if you forget that you can find it on my
0: contact page can you spell um, that?
1: yes h-e-l-l-o <laughs> at b-y-e-m-i-l-y j-a-n-e
0: .com okay and then um, what's the little goodies that they can sign up for yes
1: yeah, so i have multiple if you want to go searching around but the one that i thought people might find helpful was um, five quick tips to improve your seo and okay. so that is at byemilyjane.com/seofix SEO fix.
0: Great. Okay. So the last thing is either what do you want to uh, share or teach us that about websites that maybe after we say goodbye, you'd be like, Oh, I wish I'd have mentioned that or just a parting thought for people to take away. Mm.
1: Well, hopefully they've already gathered this from our conversation, but I just always like to remind people that creating a pretty website isn't going to necessarily be enough. If you really want to get to that next level, if you're somebody that wants to raise your prices um, or only work with dream clients that really fit your personality type, those kinds of things are going to require the marriage of design and strategy. Mm. So So making sure that you have the right information and, you know, whether or not you should put your pricing, those kinds of things. So I'm sure you can talk more to either me or Lucy if you're like, I don't, I'm not sure what my personal strategy should be Um, because
0: it is personal. So, right, right. It needs to be personal because people are searching and they're not just looking for some photographer. They're looking for the one, just Mm -hmm. like dating. So great. Well, Emily, thank you so much. And listeners, remember that after I say a private little goodbye to Emily, I'm going to come back in and do a summary of some of those bullet points and such. So you can remember all the goodness that was shared today. And I just want to thank you, Emily, for reaching out and for giving such clear and useful information, as well as. It's inspiring me to think about, oh, maybe it's time to do some do some extra updates too. So appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Totally. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Sure. Okie dokie. So if you're wondering how do I get in touch with Lucy and set up a quick call, you can go to my website, Lucy I can review your website for you from the sales aspect. And now that I've got this extra information, I'll also take a look at how mobile friendly it is. So get in touch. I'll send you a link and we can set up a quick call if you would like that. Absolutely no obligation. Mm -hmm. And so here's a little quick summary. Emily likes working in Squarespace. She thinks that, first of all, it's... The back end of it is streamlined and nice looking. They have nice templates and, um, seems like these days that is getting search engine optimization when you do it right. Then the main thing we talked about today was the mobile viewing of our websites and we need to pay attention to what they look like on the phone. And I didn't know this also helps our search engine optimization with Google. Um, We want to think about how people are looking at websites on their phone. And something I thought was a good tip is having some scroll down so that they can find our contact. They can learn about who we are. They can see some of our our photographs without having to clickety-click-click-click to other pages. It has a strong benefit, so I like that. She said we need to have strong headings and bullet points and buttons. The mobile uh, viewing sites like those. She thinks there needs to be some information on there if people want to read up and learn more. The navigation needs to be simple, not too many links. Name them simple, not have them super complicated and confusing. Uh, and pop-ups that if you're going to do a pop-up, be sure it's easy to get out of it and stay on your site. Number two on that. That was number one. Make the words easy to read. No fancy, fancy scripts or letters and such. Number three, have a clear call to action with buttons that are near the top of the page. Um, number four. We talked about having your contact info, your business name, and such on every page, maybe at the bottom. And not only is it smart for the viewer, but it also helps Google. Google likes that too. So we want to keep Google happy, right? Mm-hmm. And then an easy contact form. If someone's on their phone and you've got a list of you know, 20 questions, who's going to who's going to answer those. So keeping it simple and powerful. And we also, anytime we make any change with our website, we need to check on our phones and iPads and see if it worked. And then the last thing is that there's a way to check with Google called mobile friendly test. So we can uh, audit our mobile friendliness. (laughs) I try to be mobily friendly, but that's a different story. And then her parting thought was a beautiful website's not enough. It needs to work. It needs to draw our dream clients. And so she suggests you um, get inspired to up your website game. So that's it for today. And I have uh, some great people coming up as well. But I thoroughly loved this uh, conversation. With Emily Lee, and hope you're all having a great life out there around the world. <laughs> Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one on one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.